Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us for a journey as we go back to the great civilizations of the past. Who were the people? What were they like? How did they begin? And how did they end? Let's find out on episode 85 of the Fan of History podcast. Ea Nasir. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm the Fan of History and with me is another Fan of History. It's Alba. Hi, Alba. Hey, Dan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the first Swedish co-host on this show, so now we'll be using Swinglish everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is a one-off episode. We got this idea and we have, uh, we have done some work on some Swedish podcasts earlier, like Isfolket and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we start, I wanted to ask you about your interest for history. What's your favorite periods? I mean, right now it's probably Regency, so early 1800s. Oh. Uh, I'm doing some reenactment or mostly, you know, partying, dressed up. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really fascinated by all of it. Yeah. What, what kind of um, uh, clothes do they wear on that period? Uh, sort of. Regency clothing? <laughs> I, I can't even. Yeah, the English terms for the clothes are like... No, I know um, I know them all, but I, yeah. I, to be uh, honest, I, I don't trust you to understand my description of clothes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But do you trust the listeners? I, I trust them to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, the thing we're going to talk about today is... The earliest known written complaint in world history. This is way earlier than the periods we've covered in the main narrative on this podcast. We've been to 200,000 BC, but this is from 
1750 BC. It is a clay tablet and it's from Babylon. Babylon before the Dark Ages when they still wrote everything down. <laughs> and the tablet itself is a complaint to a merchant named Ia Nasir. Would you pronounce it like that in English? I have no uh, idea. I think in my head it's Ea Nasir, but I haven't really looked it up or anything. Okay. Ea Nasir. Uh, that sounds more Babylonian. Let's go with that. And the complaint is to this merchant from a customer named Nani. It's written in cuneiform and it is uh, believed to be the oldest, uh, the oldest complaint letter ever written. And it's currently kept in the British Museum. So um, the, the background to the whole thing is that Yenazir traveled to the Persian Gulf to buy copper and returned to sell it in Mesopotamia. On one particular occasion, he had agreed to sell copper ingots to this Nani dude. Nani sent his servant with the money to complete the transaction. So he left the money, got the copper, the servant returned with the copper, but it was substandard copper. And not accepted. Remember, we don't have any money at this point. So you, uh, it's no coins. Some, so I don't know what the payment was. You didn't have money yet? No, money is an invention of the like 7th century BC. I wonder what he paid with. Probably yeah. something else valuable. Yeah. Uh, but this was not the copper that was supposed to be delivered. So in response, Nani wrote this cuneiform letter for delivery to Yanasir. Inscribed on it is a complaint about the copper ore delivery, its incorrect grade and issues with another delivery. He also complained that, complained that this servant uh, who handled the transaction had been treated rudely. He stated at the time of writing he had not accepted the copper, but he had paid for it. Mm -hmm. uh, the tablet itself is very small. I'm surprised that this text actually fits on the tablet. Yeah, it seems to be a very versatile like written language. It is incredibly difficult to learn. You have to spend your entire life learning to write this. My sudden dream of learning it just <laughs> died again. <laughs> yeah, they have like, specific scribes that have been taught from birth <laughs> yeah. to read and write this. Uh, but the tablet is only 11.6 centimeters high, 5 centimeters wide, 2.6 centimeters thick. That's sort of like phone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, sort of, yeah. yeah. But it has this enormous wall of complaining text. And now I will give you the honor to read the text itself. So this is the text of the actual tablet. Tell Ea Nasir, Nani sends the following message. When you came, you said to me as follows... I will give Gimilsin, when he comes, fine quality copper ingots. You left them, but you did not do what you promised me. You put ingots, which were not good, before my messenger sits in, and said, If you want to take them, take them. If you do not want to take them, go away. What do you take me for, that you treat somebody like me with such contempt? I have seen as messengers, I have sent, sorry, I have sent as messengers, gentlemen like ourselves, to collect a bag with my money, deposited with you, but you have treated me with contempt by sending them back to me empty-handed several times, and that through enemy territory. 
Is there anyone among the merchants who trade with Telmun who has treated me in this way? You alone treat my messenger with contempt. On account of that one trifling mina of silver which I owe you, you feel free to speak to me in such a way while I have given to the palace on your behalf 1,080 pounds of copper, and Umi Abum has likewise given 1,080 pounds of copper, apart from what we both have written on the sealed tablet to be kept in the temple of Samas. How have you treated me for that copper? You have withheld my money bag from me in enemy territory. It is now up to you to restore my money to me in full. Take cognizance that from now on I will not accept here any copper from you that is not of fine quality. I shall from now on select and take the ingots individually in my own yard, and I shall exercise, exercise against you my right of rejection because you have treated me with contempt. And this translation is by Leo Oppenheim, in a, some work of his called The Letters from Mesopotamia. The tablet itself is in the British Museum since 1953. It was found in the ruins of Ur. But this gives us some insight in the Babylonian economy. We don't know where Nani is, right? No, I'm, I, I certainly don't, uh, at least. No. Uh, <laughs> finding it in Ur probably means that Enasir was in Ur. Yeah. And uh, we're talking pounds of copper, thousand pounds of copper. And 80. Yeah. It's a ton of <laughs> copper. The, his, his pounds of copper plus this other guy's pounds of copper. That's, that's a ton of copper. And it seems that they are paying in silver. That's my interpretation. Yeah. And they say money here, but I don't know if that's... You said they didn't have money. I don't know if that's a translation thing or something. I think it's probably silver. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would guess. Yeah. Like some amount of One silver. One mean of silver. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it seems that they're using the Temple of Samas as some sort of intermediary for this transaction. Yeah. I find the whole letter very mild, right? He's being treated like crap by Enasir <laughs> time and time again. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if probably it, it might be have some sort of uh, like formal language when everything goes through scribes maybe you're a bit more formal i don't yes, know yes probably um but it, it's i think it's just amazing and who is Ian nasir who saved all these letters because yeah. we've only found them because he saved them yeah it, it's like someone i don't know printing out bad yelp reviews it's amazing i love it it's the whole you know people were people all along thing uh, yeah the, the thing with the, the clay tablets are, uh, is a lot, they, they are mostly, you can't reuse them mm-hmm. and they are sort of cool because they are hard to make. So they, uh, they have found uh, millions and millions of these things yeah. in, in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Uh, and they are, but most of them are much later than this. This yeah. is a very early uh, t- uh, tablet. So um, that's what we know. That's our only source for the real story. But an interesting thing <laughs> uh, is the world of fan fiction. And this letter has inspired fan fiction writers to go deeper into this subject in, in, in fiction and imagine stories about this nasty merchant <laughs> that are cheating people. Yeah. 
And you are pretty much into fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, transformative fiction in any way is really interesting. What does transformative fiction mean? Taking a piece of fiction and transforming it. Yeah. So fan fiction is the current version of it. But I mean, it's always been there. I mean, a lot of Shakespeare's uh, plays yeah. are transformative fiction. Of uh, Roman sources, right? Yes, exactly. And folk tales and stuff. The, yeah. And and then a lot of later literary books are transformative fiction on sh- uh, Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's always been around and the sort of fan fiction published on the internet nowadays has a bit uh, lower status. Um. Really, it's, uh, no, it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. Absolutely. I'm thinking of like Harry Potter fan fiction for some reason. Yeah, there's, I should have the numbers now because it's just staggering the amount of fan fiction stories that are written about Harry Potter. It's, it's in the millions. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. And for Ea Nasir, I found seven. Seven fan <laughs> seven fiction stories. stories. It's amazing. Uh, on the one side I've looked, there might be more out there. Yeah. Uh, Is this a thing for historic uh, uh, subjects as well? Oh, definitely. So there are fan fictions about Julius Caesar? And... Oh, definitely. I mean, Julius Caesar is also, I mean, been featured in other fiction yeah of course so of course there's fan fiction on him i mean there's fan fiction on the bible uh, <laughs> both both literary and and the sort of fan fiction on on the internet yeah uh type thing but this seems like a, a pretty narrow historical subject yeah and and this uh these particular are mostly a part of a small challenge when you you intentionally pick a small source material or something that hasn't got a lot of fan fiction written about it and you write about it. But I've also read, and I think I've sent that to you, a wonderful... Do you know the Old Spice uh, advert? The Old Spice commercial with a dude who comes up and is like, I'm on a horse. This is what you, your man would smell like if he oh, was... Oh, yeah, yeah, now I remember. I've read In the Style of Beowulf... Okay. Perfect language. Uh, the language of Beowulf and uh, Old Spice commercial. Wow. It's, it's, it's just amazing because a lot of these people, I mean, they're, they're geeks, they're Harry Potter geeks, but they're also geeky for like the real things as well. Yeah. These are amazingly intelligent people and their capability for research just staggers me. So where do you go if you want to see historic fanfiction? Uh, I mean, Archive of Our Own is a good place. Yeah. Uh, we'll put some link in the some links in the show notes. Yeah, and just I mean, Google it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Naked people is the worst that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doing strange things to each other. And of course, there is even fanfiction um, about Ian Nasir and Nani resolving this. Uh, in a carnal way. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. We wanted to give you a couple of examples of the fan fiction about Ena Sir. And we'll start with me reading uh, a short story named uh, The Unsent Letter. Its writer is anonymous, so we can't credit the writer, but uh, that is what the writer intended. And uh, yes. 
So this is the story, the unsent letter. Nanny looked over the copper ingots one more time, hoping that by some miracle the substandard metal would miraculously have become the right grade when he inspected them again. No, the wet clay in his servant's hands took his angry slashes as he wrote. Sirs, said Sitsin with a hint of that mild amusement Nanny officially couldn't approve of and encouraged every. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Every day, you cannot send a tablet saying, Ea Nasir is a jackal bastard repeated 20 times. Ea Nasir is a jackal's bastard. <laughs> yes, sir. And he treated you shamefully. Yes, sir. I have views about that. I know, sir. And I appreciate that you do. But if I may suggest, you should state those views more specifically. And without calling him a jackal's bastard. Sitsin saw Nanny's eyes gleam and added, or a vulture's withered testicle. <laughs> you never know who will read this later. Nanny threw up his hands. Fine. You always know best. Take this one back to be cleaned and bring me a fresh tablet. We can write something more diplomatic. Good idea, sir. He's still a jackal's bastard, though. Yes, sir. I know. <laughs> so and that's why the uh, letter turned out so diplomatic in the end. Yeah. And uh, the next one is... Pretty much the same setup. Uh, these are both like what would have gone on before the writing of this uh, uh, tablet that we've uh, that we've read to you, and this one is called "Return to Sender," uh, also by an anonymous writer, who notes that it probably contains historical inaccuracies. Working with wiki level knowledge here, which I think is really cute. Uh, yeah. Now I, I really like the sort of disclaimers they put in. Yeah, right. So, Ianasir said this to you. Nanny raved, pacing back and forth in the yard. These are the words he spoke to my honourable messenger. Sitsin did not answer, for he had related to his master several times already the words Ianasir had spoken to him today. 
Instead, he stretched his tired feet in the dust as he sat in the shade of the wall and watched Nanny pace. Nanny paced so much, Sin Sin thought, without much respect, that he might cover the entire distance to Eanasir's house and back himself several times in total, much as his faithful was Ha! Much as his faithful servant had. After muttering to himself for several minutes, Nani approached his servant again. And when he sent you away, without giving you the money bag I left with him, what was his manner? Describe it to me. Was he polite to you when he asked you to go, or did he treat you with contempt? Ianasir was not, he admitted, for he was a trustworthy man and could not lie. Uh, very polite. He was not very polite to you. Nani threw up his hands and began shouting again. How could he not be polite to you? Are you not a respectable servant from a good house? Did you not carry faithfully the message from your master through enemy territory to the house of Eanasir? Sitsin sat up straight, sensing that his master's sympathy might be stirred on his behalf. I did. The territory I must cross is very dangerous to travellers. And it rained half the journey until I came here. It rained? And did Eanasir invite you into his house to dry yourself and rest? Well, he did let me rest beneath the trees in his courtyard, but only for a very short time. You see? You see? Only a short time. Eanasir, who is he to treat my servant with such contempt? And after it had rained? I was quite tired. After making the journey through enemy territory, I was even chased once by a dog. A dog chased you? Nani was clearly dismayed. He was a good man to serve in truth. And after all this, still the dishonorable Ianasir treats you with contempt and sends you away empty-handed? So, must I return to Ianasir tomorrow? He asked, confident that he knew the answer to this question. Of course you must return to Ianasir tomorrow, Nani cried. The servant stared at his master. I must... And you must tell him. No, but there is too much I want to say to Eanasir. This will not work. You are a good and respectful servant, and this message to Eanasir must, of necessity, be delivered in the most direct and forceful manner if, he's, if he is to take heed. Sitsin was greatly cheered to hear this. Then you will make the journey yourself? No, no, that will not be necessary. I will tell you what I will do. I will have the message written in clay, and you will carry the tablet thus to Ianasir a put in, in his hands. That will be much better. He will read it, and he will know my mind, and that I am not one to treat with the contempt. Ianasir will then certainly give me back the money bag I left with him, and he will never again deliver to me copper ingots of such poor quality. Nanny nodded firmly. Yes, this is what I will do. Where is my scribe? Nani left the yard, calling for his scribe, while Sitsin sat morosely and hoped it would not rain tomorrow. Very good. <laughs> um, rain in uh, Mesopotamia is very rare. Mm-hmm. That I remembered. That uh, might be the slight historical... Uh, we don't know the distance between them. That's interesting. <laughs> it is, there is enemy territory, but is this like three bad blocks of street? Or is yeah. it a different city? State. Yeah, yeah, I really like that phrase, enemy territory. It's very evocative. Yeah, well, is this Nani living in Syria? <laughs> <laughs> sending through Arab bandits or something? Well, yeah. that's, that's maybe anachronistic. But um, So we did uh, look at two, or you did look at two other longer stories. Yeah. But they're they a bit too long to, to uh, um, 
take them in their entirety. At least that's what we decided. You might want to hear them. And then you have to tell us what you think about this subject <laughs> of historic fanfiction. Could we could do more about this? <laughs> but uh, I will let you summarize the other two. Yeah, because I really want to talk a bit, especially about this one, which is called Say to Them by Mayhap. And we're going to put in a link, right? Yes, um, we'll link to all these four. Because whereas the other one was, uh, they all even put in a note where this might be historical inaccurate. This person really went off the deep end with the research. And that's, that's the sort of fascinating thing with fan fiction, because it can lead you to, in order to write better, just research the crap out of stuff. It's just amazing. I've seen like notes on other fan fiction, which is like, okay, so the actual book canon might be a bit weird here, I don't even know. But all the facts about eels are scientifically correct. And people go really get really into uh, the research to make the stories as good as possible. So this person, by writing this, learned a lot and has put in like a whole page of notes afterwards uh, with references to books and like places to study further. And really go read it because it's a beautiful piece of writing uh, speaking about uh, five people coming to the scribe asking to have letters written that in one way or another relates to Ianasir. So there's one person who's out at sea with him and like it's it's so beautifully written really it's, it's just amazing uh, and it's called Say to Them because uh, all the tablets, pretty much all the tablets, started with so say to this and this person uh, because it's uh, supposed to be written by a scribe and then read by another scribe. Yeah. So they always sort of address another person than the one who's reading it. Yeah, that's logical because uh, no merchant could read. It's just only the scribes, no kings could read. Yes, exactly. And so uh, so this, this is uh, just a small snippet of the fan fiction. Um, Do you want to send a reply to Nanny? Sharon Sin asked. Of course I want to send a reply, Ian Nasir exclaimed. Why are you not already taking down my words? Do you think that I'm talking to you? I want to speak to Nanny. Sharum Sin reached for his wax tablet, which he had written on, and smoothed, smoothed again a thousand times before transferring the words to a clay tablet where they were fixed. As Eanasi paced the room, Sharum Sin wrote. And it's, it really paints the picture of this merchant striding about and just shouting words at a scribe who yeah. takes them down as, and possibly translates them into a more proper form of address as well probably yeah Sh- should i talk talk about the last one right yes, now please do uh, because the last one is also an amazing piece of writing um where nanny comes um, okay it's called pay me baby treat me right by tricatular and um so nanny comes to Eanasi to complain in person yeah and uh, they resolve matters 
uh, and Ianasir distracts him with sex, basically, <laughs> and it's it's amazing. And my favorite part of it is is the end, uh, which is written in the style of the tablets. So, excerpt from a tablet found in Ianasir's storeroom. Incorrigible road. The gods of Marduk and Samas may keep you in good health, but it will not be on account of my prayers or good wishes. Do not think I have forgotten what you owe me. When we were together, you said, Later, my flower, it is ill-mannered to speak of business in the bedroom. And surely your Inanna manifested in human form to please me in all ways a man can be pleased. And by the gods, whatever you want shall be delivered to you if, you do not, if only you do not stop. And I did as you asked, but you did not do as you had promised. You did not go to retrieve the silver while I purchased figs and wine, but instead remained naked in your bed and distracted me upon my return. Why do you continue to treat me with such discourtesy and insolence, and after I ventured through enemy territory to see you? No other lover treats me with such disrespect. Instead they ply me with gifts and fine foods. How have you treated me in love? You have whispered sweet words, but given me nothing. Now it is up to you to make amends. In half a moon's time, I will be in the city of Ur, and you will come to me there and make amends, or I shall exercise against you my right of rejection, because you have not treated me as a lover should. (laughs) Beautifully written. It is. Amazing. And this is what I love about fanfiction as well, when they get the style of the original writing just perfectly right, like this one did, yeah. but twists it to, uh, like, another story. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to look into more historic fanfiction. <laughs> I will like, dig up all of it for you. <laughs> Great. Maybe you want to hear more about it too, listeners. Uh, you also, <laughs> if you have ever written historic fanfiction, we want to see that. And if you ever have written fan of history fan fiction, send it um, in. <laughs> hey, what? this is not in our script. <laughs> or start doing it now. Oh, maybe. We, we do need content. So, um, Thank you, Alba. Thank you. Very nice to have you here. It was so much fun. I want to talk a bit about the future of the podcast. As, uh, as I said before, I... I'm in need of funding, so you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash fanohistory. I'm also in need of writing, so if you want to write scripts for the podcast, let me know. I do have two other guests, co-hosts coming up, so I guess I will be doing a rotating scheme of co-hosts and uh, subjects for the time being. I will not tell you what they will talk about because uh, nothing is written in stone yet. Or in clay. Or in clay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if it was written in cuneiform on clay, we couldn't change it at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, The YouTube channel channel still lives and uh, all of my true crime YouTube channels have been banned by YouTube (laughs) because of all the murder. from earning any money but uh, the Fano History channel actually still gets uh, like five dollars ad revenue every month <laughs> so yes go go there and subscribe all the episodes are there and also all the original youtube shows i did back in the day and uh, you can help us also by giving us reviews on itunes 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Horning or on Instagram on Dan Horning. You have to put the umlaut of the O. Do you want the listeners of Fan of History to contact you, Alba? No. <laughs> <laughs> she has absolutely no contact information. <laughs> no, I lurk on the internet yeah. and they're always watching. You, you can send uh, comments to the Fan of History Facebook if you want. And uh, that's about all we had this time. Thank you, Alba. Thank you, Ianasir and Nani for your 3,786-year-old, 88-year-old conflict. And thank you, all the amazing fanfiction writers, because this was so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fanofhistory. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.